We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst. Me and Ben Wade and the call back from uh, Newcastle's two, two draw with Bristol City at home. Um, ben, I'm, I'm, I'm really disappointed. Uh, how, how are you feeling? The point gained or two points lost? Nah, definitely two lost. We're completely shot ourselves in the first. Just um, started poorly, I think. A few of the players that started uh, should be dropped for next week, I think. So, Charles? Call back for one. Call um, back? Who's going to play? Oh, for, for the army. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Um, that's that's one of the problems, I suppose. Uh, it's, it's, we're running out of people to put in. But um, I thought Mitrovic just was redundant a bit, just didn't really offer anything, he didn't like scoring, just a bit disappointing again. We, we sort of gave him a bit of credit, um, gave him a bit of credit last week saying that if, if he, he needs to start, start getting goals, but he, at least he's playing for the team today, just looked hopeless, wasn't really in the game at all, didn't really do anything, it's just wearing a bit thin, just we're, we needed to have a bigger impact in the game. It was just too easy for them, really, um, for the first half, especially. Um, I mean, on that, I want to talk a little bit about the the start of the game. Uh, I'm really annoyed with the the team and the manager for the start of the game. If anyone read me match preview on True Faith, uh, I said that we can't afford to keep starting games like we did against Aston Villa, like we did against Rotherham, even like we did first half against QPR. Even though we got the goal, that's going to come across quite a lot on uh, the thing. <laughs> Um, and it was once again, and I mean, we'll go into the goals in a second, but we must do better. We can't start. I mean, who, who have we played fairly recently? I'm trying to think. We're, we can't start when Leeds come to St James's. We can't start in the same sense as um, we'll have today against Leeds. We should be starting on the front foot against these teams. And I get Jamal Lascelles' part of midweek about grinding teams down. I get it. But if we make errors like we did in the first half, um, I mean, we're going to lose not, games. Not, it's but not not teams like that as well. Like we shouldn't be needed. We shouldn't be needed to grind down Bristol City. Yeah, they're already ground down. Like the yeah. what twenty. They were, they were twenty first, twenty seconds. Yeah, like we shouldn't be grinding down a team like that. They're already ground down. We should just be just dominating them. It's it's a massive worry because obviously we've got the likes of Burton and Wigan and it's very solvable and there are worse problems to have but I'm just frustrated that once again I mean the players and the managers will, the manager will know the crack about starting badly at home and they go and gift them a two lead they didn't have a chance for fuck's sake they've not had a chance and we've gifted them a two nil lead and that's not sustainable today I'm really pleased Huddersfield drew I thought they dropped points I said they dropped points. Um, 
and didn't expect us to. But but we've, we've wasted a massive chance, a massive chance for these three games. And Bristol City are not a good side. They've shown nothing today apart from a bit of endurance towards the end to suggest they're a good side. And I wouldn't even say that, mate. And it's it's very very frustrating. Um, when you when you talked about Mitrovic, uh, what do you think though that's going wrong in the first half? Because we can't just blame individual players when it's. Oh no! I mean, I, I mean, one of the things I noticed um, we're, we're so slow to move the ball, and unless it's Shelby on the ball, nobody's looking to, to play a quick pass. Nobody's looking to to move the ball quickly. People are making runs and they're just not getting the ball. And you can see the frustration, the likes of Richie, the likes of Shelby when he does push on. The, the, the one in the ball played into them and the, and the back four just aren't, aren't delivering the ball. Um, I mean, I, I said last week I, I, I would prefer to see the likes of Mbemba getting a shot just because he's better um, on the ball. Yeah, there was. T- t- today there was a few times where, Lisse- not just Lascelles, but Lascelles, Yedlin, um, Dummett, obviously. Um, they just they, there was there was balls on to play the ball forward, and and you don't have to play the ball. I mean, people kick off about us saying, "Oh, just get the ball forward." Like it, it's it's not necessary to get the ball forward all the time. But when you've got, when you've created the space, that's the time to play the ball. The whole point of making movement is to create space so that you 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 manoeuvre an attack by by pulling the opposition out of place. I think second it's, half. If I think you're not going to play those balls, and it's just what? Why are people bothering? It's just redundant. I think second half, fair play to the lads and the manager as usual, because we did start carrying the ball from the back, particularly yeah. Lascelles and Clark, and that's that's what was needed in the first half. But should it should it take the it manager? Take 45 I know minutes. should it take forty five minutes to realise, like lads, they didn't press the foot. They pressed fairly high, and well, they did the classic thing, which you guys listen to this have heard me say a hundred times. The, the press doesn't. You know, they pressed the middle third of the pitch. They left a bit of space in behind, but we had no pace at all, so we weren't going to get behind them. But they let the full back, uh, the, the the back four have the ball. I thought they would have pressed Dummett and Lascelles more than they did, but they didn't. And in the first half, there was too much backwards, sideways, and and, and aimless fun, uh, punts forward um, to nobody. Because I'm going to pick up now on what you said before, Ben. I thought Mitrovic and Paris today were were a joke. You know, Mitrovic was. I mean, I try, I try so hard to give him credit. Against Villa, he played well. He did the things. He, he pressed the back four. He jumped for headers. He won balls. Back today, take everything on my chest. Back today, not even tr- if I can't take it on my chest, I'm not even going to try and jump. So the ball just came back and back and back and back. Perez was better in the second half. Yeah. He had a 15-minute spell in the second half where I thought, you know what, he's influenced the game here. But once again, in the first half, it's playing with ten men. Playing with ten men in the first half with Perez and yeah, more than that. Yeah, came on and played centre mid. He didn't have the best game, but I think him playing centre mid for some reason, whether it was um, the manager's instructions or whatever, Shelby was far more prominent with Diarme alongside him than otherwise. It's, I don't know. I think it's one of those. I think just the nature of the game, they allowed us to, to dominate because they're not a very good team. I don't think it was Diarme's impact allowing Shelby to get further forward. I think it was just. The necessity of the, the game plan was Shelby needs to get forward because we need somebody that's coming on the ball to, to get a hold of it higher up the pitch, which, as you said, we should have started that way. Like There was no reason to give them so much respect in terms of just, just sort of letting them play long balls in. And I just, we, we started so slowly and it just, it, it, it was almost a sort of an arrogance in the first, in the first half in that it was just, we, we seemed to think that we're, we'll be too good for them. We'll, we'll grind them down, which, like as as we said, as it was the wrong approach, and I just think we'll, we'll let them settle. 
metal and, and it was too comfortable for them. The worrying thing for me is, is it going to take us to drop out of the bottom two before we ask ourselves at home to put in the performance yeah, yeah. in the first half? Yeah. Is it going to take that? Because there's no way the management are saying, all right, all right lads, go out there, doss about for a bit, yeah. knock the ball around the back form, we'll go behind and, and don't put any pressure on them. We're very lucky to go ahead against Villa. Like I put in my match preview, Villa give everything the first half an hour, 40 minutes, and although we defended well, like we didn't today, um, in the first half anyway, um, we, we got away with it. It's, we can't keep doing this. Now, we've got these three games coming up, starting with Brighton on Tuesday. I'll be there. Um, it's massive now. They're winning 1-0 at the moment against Reading, which is good for us, by the way, because we need the teams below us not to pick up points, particularly Huddersfield, but but Reading as well, with them to play. Um, it's, it's put so much pressure on us when we should have extended our lead today to seven points or whatever it would have been um, over third place seven points with better goal difference as it is it's five if we lose against Brighton and we lose against Huddersfield not that I think we will um, we're, out the, we're out the top three we're out, out the top two so it's it's a really really frustrating day um, and the second half was good and we played well the manager got it right with the substitutions yeah, we, but we should have won but we should have won but it's not an excuse for the first half yeah it's like last season it's like 2015 again Mitrovic and Perez up front being shit at home and just going in like you know that the games under McLaren where we're going at half time with the game gone yeah. come out and give it a bit of a go we, we must do better than that yeah. and I'm sure Benitez is furious and Listen, this isn't the end of the world. Positives, a point when we possibly could have lost. We've come back when uh, conceding the first goal. To, is it the first time this season we've conceded and come back to take anything from a game. Conceded yeah. first, possibly. Positives in that. Matt Ritchie was fantastic again, I thought. Um, Shelby was very good second half. I thought Atsu had a good game, even though his final he's, ball was yeah, a, a little bit off. But the, le the left side, again, I mean, there was times in the second half. Um, Dummett was playing the ball at Atsu with two men in him, and Dummett was standing still now. On with it. We've anyone who's listened to this podcast for a long time, we were Paul Dummett's biggest critics. Back at the start, what the 2014-15 season, he wasn't good enough. He's improved since then. He's put in a good season. His defensive record is very good. The the, the number of goals that we've conceded with him in the side is low. Fair play, Paul Dummett. Today wasn't good enough. Yeah, that that own goal. I'm calling it an own goal. That goal. Darlow's coming. Darlow's coming. Dummett's got to find Darlow. It's not the other way around. Always to leave the ball and let Darlow clear it out. It was just like Burnley at home, 3-3, 2015, when he's headed the ball over uh, Jack Anik for, for Burnley's first goal in that game. He must do better than that, and you can withstand the lack of attacking threat. You can withstand or accept the fact that he's given the ball to Atsu and not, not getting past him if we're defensively solid with him in the team, and, and that, that goal today was embarrassing. It's not good enough, and it 1-0 down at home, he, he had to do better, and he must do better, and we've, we've got to the stage there in the second half, where we were attacking with, with one side, everything was down the right, we occasionally got stuff down the left, but Dummett didn't make any runs, and I don't know why that was, maybe it wasn't totally. I, I think it was one of those, it almost seemed to be that he, he was wanting to get get one-on-one -on -one with his fullback, without thinking that the, the winger would stick with him, but he, the, the way, I mean, they're not stupid, they've obviously done their the work, they were just doubling up on Atu, and I mean, he was still getting some joy, I mean, he was getting in the byline every time, and it was one of those performances, I think, as you said, he, he, he was pretty much beating them for fun every time, it was just, he just lacks that, that final ball, I mean, it was, he was drilling them across the, the box, and I don't know, you maybe think if we had a, a proper striker who's on, on form, and in, confident might might be getting on the end of some of them but we haven't got that and I just think he, he needs to be picking his head up and, and finding the men rather than than um, just, just putting it into a, a, a dangerous position um, having said that the one chance he, he did carve out for where he did pick the man out was 
Rich Rich and he, he fluffed his lines on sort of the the um, on the on the in, inside the box at the penalty area. So oh. it's, it's just we just we didn't look like getting anything from the front. Um, well, the front two especially, but. It's, it's just a little bit concerning that we're so reliant on Gale to get with goals. I wonder if Mitrovic, Mitrovic is better away from home because I hear plenty of positive things and the evidence is there for the Norwich game. Um, he was good at Preston away in the league. Um, he was good at QPR away in the league. I'm just let's, wondering... Let's not, let's not, like, I mean, it's... It's a bad performance after a, a competent performance beforehand, so let's not like go overboard and say he's, he's finished or anything like that. But it's just frustrating that it is. This, this was he's a, never this got was started. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just more this this was a real opportunity for him whereby yeah he should be challenging Gale for a starting spot. He yeah, should be uh, should be uh, fighting for a, a, a starting spot. He should be scoring at this level. If he can't score at this level. Then what fucking chances he got against better opposition in the Premier League? I wrote my preview. I wanted, I wanted um, Gale to not come back in the team. Yeah. I wanted Dwight Gale to come back whenever he was due back, whether it's Tuesday, whether it's four weeks' time. In Mitrovic, it's not not just about goals, but you th- you're thinking right, Mitrovic, good, solid, um, progressive performances where he's getting better, the team are getting better with him yeah. in it. And well, once again, back today, we're back there, like you said. It's almost like he wasn't playing. He didn't I mean, jump for headers. He didn't. He didn't run in behind. He didn't press the back four. And it's not his fault. We conceded two shit goals, but yeah. he, he was nowhere. You know, I think he had one just, shot in the okay, second half. Yeah, I was going to say, just doesn't look like Scott. And that's the problem. Is okay. You could get by if if he was putting like playing for the team and getting up up the other end of the pitch by holding the ball up and, and playing for the team and other people were scoring goals because they were getting into good positions because of him. But he's not even doing that. He's not holding the ball up. He's. He's, he's not even. I mean, we've we've said a few times he's not even going for headers or anything like that. No. It's just like what what like I'd love to know what's going through his head, thinking like that's a a good way of <laughs> like playing football. Like, what does he think's coming of this? Like yeah. that, that type of form and playing in that way. Like what what impact does he expect to have on a game? I think uh, it was telling today Jack Colback's withdrawal. Very rarely do you see Benitez make a sub as early as that, unless he had something wrong with him. But I doubt it. Nah, I think he made the sub on 55 minutes or something like that. Very rarely does Benitez was, make that was, kind of sub for Colback for the army. I think it was a. I've stuck up for Colback this season a lot, and it wasn't there today. Um, he was poor. He was poor first half. You had for again. Him and Shelby playing in front of the back four when we need we needed a central midfield. We needed someone to um, take their players who are pressing away and it just it just didn't work and Diarme coming on was, was interesting. I mean, personally I'd bring Diarme back in for Perez after Perez's performance today. But there's also the argument to be made that for Tuesday, um, Diarme plays centre midfield against against Shelby. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those I think I mean we're obviously I think we're a bit split on the podcast in terms of who we think should, should be playing with um, Michelle, I think you and Cy, for example, prefer callback. At home, at home, yeah. Uh, I've always said I, I, I just prefer Hayden. I think Hayden's offers something different, and I, it, it's just one of those. I mean, they've both had good games with Shelby, they've both had bad games with Shelby, but I just feel like callback just gets too comfortable in just sort of just being being an option in terms of. He, he just wants to have an easy pass. It doesn't really do. He's not looking to do anything on the ball. It's just a case of I'm here if John Jones needs to pass the ball yeah. to allow himself to get in the space to then take the ball off. It's like you need to be offering more, and he, he, he just falls into the the habit of, of sort of picking up that holding midfield role that we used to lament him for with, with Anita, where they just as you say, just on top of the back four, and he just drops far too deep at times when whereby. 
uh, midfielders cover, like pushing onto him. Like, don't, don't make the odd time, like, make a run behind them, make them think. Like, it's just too easy to play against when you're just consistently, like, too predictable. You, he's never going to do anything. And, and he gets, the problem is, because he doesn't really, he, he comes for an easy ball, so he's, he's a couple of yards away from the centre-backs. He gets the ball, he puts people under pressure because he's not far away enough that if he gives the ball back to the centre-back, straight away they're going to be under pressure. And it's just, it, it, they're, I mean, they're, they're not the greatest on the ball anyway. They're not ball-playing centre-backs. Um, I think it, it's just one. Of, it's just a frustrating phase of his play that he seems to give the ball and he, he doesn't think about getting the ball back. He doesn't think about making a, a move to, to create a bit of space for the ball back. Um, I mean, he's, he's confident on the ball and he's, he's happy to receive it, but he, he can put other players into in, uh, danger with, with that confidence in terms of being being just too too comfortable. So. Let, I mean, let's let's not beat the lad up over one performance, but there's been a few well, times. I, I want to beat him. I don't, don't want to beat him up. a few times this season where well, how, he's done the same thing. How how annoying is it though? If, like, how many times have we said in this podcast, me and you, after games with the lads? First half, Hayden was shite. First half, Colbert was shite. It's in, in it's, it's getting more and more frustrating that we're playing. It doesn't matter who the opposition is. Yeah. First half, we're too fucking deep. I we're mean, too deep, and it's like it can't. We can't just keep changing players and blaming them like yeah. Colbert or Hayden. I mean, that that's the worry is that you would think. It's an opportunity for each of them to, to to take that position off each other. Neither of them seems to really be be wrestling it off the other. I mean, there's there's plenty of positions on that team. I'm sure this season where Rafa was thinking mm, that, that that one's up for grabs. Now most of them have pretty much settled out. Like he he knows what his his favourite eleven is. I, I still think that that sh- that job between uh, next next to Shelby's up for grabs because neither of them have, yeah. have really sort of commanded the, the presence in the team and neither of them have really like played the other out of the position do you know what I mean they're, they're both as you say they're inconsistent they, was, they don't they don't they don't dominate um, as much as they should be doing I mean let's or, be honest or contribute in, a, you've, in you've any got, kind of positive you've way got, you've got John Drew Shelby next year you should be pissing yeah. like pissing this league you, you, you should be afforded so much space because they'll be so yeah. worried about Shelby that you should literally be plus, plus we're games. playing with a with a ten behind yeah. the striker, so it's that a, should take another so player away. So you should be dominating games, and they're just not, and it's it's not good enough, really. It's a, it's a worry. It is a worry. We're now we're now faced the biggest week. The, the, it's it's the defining week of the season. It might it might not define things. I mean, we could win all three games, and if we win all three games, that that would be it. <laughs> but uh, you know, if we lose all three games, we've still got a chance of getting from where I can't see that could happen. We've now got Brighton and Bright- the Brighton game. What's frustrating is the Brighton game takes on um, irrelevance beyond the Brighton game. Now Huddersfield will have a game in hand on us after Tuesday because they play Man City. I forget who they're supposed to be playing. Someone at home. Um, so now the Brighton game is in the context of third place, not just the battle for the top two. Uh, we're, we're an excellent away side. We're, we're comfortably beat Brighton this season. I've got every confidence in the manager and the team that we can go there and get a win. I'm going to the match. Um, so I'm really, looking, I'm really looking forward to it. It's, it's, it's the kind of game you look forward to. But th- those two points today would have just taken that pressure off a little bit. Whatever happened next week, if we're drawn with Brighton and lost with Huddersfield, those two points would have been crucial. And I'm, I'm really disappointed in the team that, that they didn't manage to see, see today through. And NUFC.com made the point that whenever we've had two home games in a week on kind of Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, I mean, I know Monday, Saturday is a bit of a stretch, but we haven't taken six points. That's yeah. not good enough. Four points from them. Um, Villa and Bristol is not a good return for the, the, the form that those two sides are in the defensive record of those two sides well, just, just for, for, for ourselves I mean we it just shows there's a I don't know if it's a mental thing like the, 
when we all expected to, to beat teams comfortably, we're, we're not able to do it. And yeah. we, we, we had that problem last year as well. Um, but we couldn't put sides away when we're the favourites. And it's, it seems to be that we, we sort of revel on the, the um, sort of the challenge of, of being away. And maybe, yes, we're probably still expected to win a lot of games, but it's one of those where it, we're expecting a tough game. The, the, the players seem to revel in, in that challenge, whereas at home, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just a mindset where they expect to to just be good enough in sort of cruising. Um, it's, it's just not there. We're not as aggressive. We're not. Um, we, we don't sort of take teams on. I mean, I think it's probably a, potentially a bit to do with Rafa's sort of mindset in terms of he likes to be defensively solid, which there's nothing wrong with. But at the same time, when there's, there's teams there to be taken taken sort of care of, you need to be able to do that. Um, and it's, it's just it's a little bit worried that we allow teams to sort of hang about in games at home and, and generally sort of most times the season we've been stung when we've let them yeah yeah I mean it's, it, it is what it is what's, what's happened has happened we've got this massive week now um, just got, we've just got to do the business and this is the time that they're a they're a good team with a good manager Brighton and proved they're probably going to be top by the end of this I don't know but um, I mean let, let's not I go overboard with them though. I mean, they're, they're, they're still, they're, they're a solid team, I'll give them that. And then, yeah, they have a, a competent manager who's got a lot of experience at this level, but they're, they're, they're nothing special. I mean, we've said many times, we've watched them on TV this year, teams have let them off the hook with a lot yeah. of performances against them. They are a team that get too much, um, too much sort of respect at home, I think. I, I, I could quite, quite comfortably see Newcastle going there and, and giving them a, well, I say hiding, but yeah, I mean, but giving them the run around a bit. I think they are a team that will play into our hands, but it's just, as you say, we, we can't afford to be giving a team like that a head start when when they are so disciplined and they, they have they have got players that could could cause problems. We can't be giving them a. If a, we a, a if we up. pick up four points or, or three points or draw both of them or whatever, or particularly if we beat both of these sides this week. No one will be thinking about Bristol City at home too well down half time. No one will be thinking about the oh, first half performance until the next home game. So the team, the team, the, listen, they've the come out and they've pulled a draw when well, maybe, I wouldn't say we didn't deserve one, but it didn't look like we were going to get yeah, one. There was there was plenty of skill involved in the second half as well as effort. And there was, you know, it, it, it could be seen as a positive, but we're at the, I said at the start of the Villa game, I'll put them in match preview, said no excuses this week. We're not going to blame referees. We're not going to blame finishing. We're not going to blame bad defending. We needed six points from these two games. And it hasn't happened and you know shit happens this this is a this is what happens in promotion campaigns it's it's rarely plain sailing yeah. um you've just got to hope we're, we're learning from our mistakes today and we're at the Montrose it's a massive game um i don't really think anyone stood out today for praise ben i was going to say can you i'm just i was just about to say richie maybe any, can you think of any like positives out of the result yeah of richie apart from, apart from coming back from behind yeah richie was good he's always good he yeah. put on some really great balls i mean was it an own goal the second goal yeah so. It's his corner. Um, I mean, one thing which pissed us off: they had Atsu on corners for for most of the uh, game. I think it was just he was he was the one on the left. Nobody ran it would sort of. Yeah, then Shel- Shelby Shelby was on corners on Monday on the left hand side yeah. and was scored. Yeah. We scored two goals, in fact. Well, um, yeah. that's the thing we've, we've scored from a corner tonight. Yeah, from I, I, I don't know why they did that because Atsu Atsu's corners were, think, were shit. I know. I was going to say I said just beat the first man, beat the first man aside the second before he took the first one, and yeah. behold, the first man. Cleared, but it was just I don't know I think it was just one of those it was probably one where we were rushing to get the game on hand I mean to be honest I don't know why they didn't try the, the sort of big chance that we had to win at the end where Atsu and Shelby combined for a quick quick corner 
where they just completely switched off and, and Shelby nearly scored. Um, I mean that that was on a couple of times. I, d I don't know why they didn't didn't sort of pick up on that b beforehand, but they didn't. So well, it, it was what it was. I hope I haven't been too negative. It's just fucking annoying. Um, how we've thrown away those two points against a dreadful, dreadful. I mean that's team. the thing. You you'd you'd sort of be a bit, like you'd. Well, you wouldn't feel better, but at least it'd be like better if you could compliment, like compliment them and say, "Oh, they yeah. came with a good game plan." And yeah, they, they 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 like did well. But as you say, they, they didn't. They just they, they've got away. They've got away with one there by Newcastle just not starting on, on on sort of the right in the more right mindset and, and just starting cold. And I think they've we've we've given away two really poor goals. I mean, the back four switched off for the first one. I mean, how he's yeah. got a free header. I mean, I, I was disgraceful. I, I thought he was offside because he had so much space. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't. He's, he's he just, wasn't offside. He's just wandered in at the back post and we've switched off. I was off. yeddling that. Yeddling, yeddling. Yeah. Um, but again, it's it's a cross coming at the box that nobody's stopping. Yeah. And we we keep getting stung by that, and it's just that's the frustrating thing is we, we don't, this team. Well, it's come. It's come. It's come from the left side again, hasn't it? Yeah. But the they, don't, they, don't, they don't seem to be learning from from the mistakes. So. That's, it's just something that they've, they've got to keep working on. Never mind, we'll still get promoted. I'm still convinced we're still in a great place, um, even though it might not have sounded like it today for the last 25 <laughs> minutes. But um, yeah, we'll be back. Um, I don't know whether I'll be able to get one done after the Brighton game. Um, so maybe Wednesday or Thursday with a Huddersfield fan. If anyone knows any Huddersfield fans, give a shout. That will be champion. Uh, thanks for listening, and we will be speaking to you soon. Thank you. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.